before we finish the podcast, I have to tell you my only like ghost story that kind of oh, like, that kind of like puts me in the camp of like possibly being a believer myself. Okay. Maybe skeptical, but still like Stephanie and I had a really weird experience. So at the end of the podcast, let's make sure we talk about that. And I want to say this now, if it's for, for our podcast listeners, maybe you believe in ghosts, maybe you don't. These are awesome places to visit, right? Oh, These yeah. are historically interesting places to visit. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. And we are the authors of Where Should We Camp Next? And Where Should We Camp Next? National Parks. This season, we are back with a brand new RV and brand new adventures. Join us now as we cover the best campgrounds, the best rigs, the best food, and the best gear to bring with you when you go. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's special, super spooky, creepy, haunted episode of the RV Atlas podcast. Today on the show, for the very first time, we have my friend Shannon Minner, a.k.a. the Camping Librarian. Now, Shannon's been a longtime friend of the RV Atlas, longtime listener to the RV Atlas podcast, but this is her first time coming on the show, and she's got an awesome episode for us. Uh, all about a haunted RV road trip. She's going to go through six different locations across the country, mostly in the kind of the eastern part of the country, with haunted locations that you can visit and do spooky tours or pub crawls or penitentiary visits. She's going to talk about those creepy visits and she's going to talk about the paranormal activity in those places. But then she's also going to recommend a campground to go along with each of those locations so you can take your RV and visit them yourself. Shannon is an absolute hoot. She is an educator. She is a librarian. She has a great Instagram account called The Camping Librarian. So follow her there for fun camping content and great book recommendations, right? So like, I love her account because it's two of my favorite things, camping and books. And Shannon's also a member of the Shadow Chasers of Middle Tennessee. So that's like a paranormal organization where they chased ghosts and they find ghosts and they go looking for ghosts. So she's going to share her passion for this on the podcast. She's going to give us six haunted locations from Lake George, New York, to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, down to the south, to the Florida Keys, over to New Orleans, over into Texas, and then back up into the Midwest. This is a super, super fun episode. Lots of fun paranormal activity we're going to talk about and some great campground recommendations along the way. But before we dive into this awesome episode with Shannon, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Yogi Bears, Jellystone Park Camp Resorts, and they've got their super fun, super spooky Halloween weekends coming at you really soon. So you're going to want to check those out too. Our family has been staying at Jellystone Park locations for 12 years. There are more than 75 Jellystone Park locations across the United States and Canada, and each one is unique. But our kids love them all because each Jellystone Park location has fun attractions like pools, water slides, splash grounds, mini golf, laser tag, and jumping pillows. Plus, there are tons of activities all day and all night long, such as foam parties, dance parties, wagon rides, tie-dye, and movie nights. They even have themed weekends like Chocolate Lovers Weekend, Christmas in July, and Halloween weekends in the fall. 
Of course, we can't forget the fun of hanging out with Yogi Bear, Boo Boo, and Cindy Bear. And at Jellystone Park, you can stay in your RV or enjoy one of their awesome glamping accommodations as many of their locations offer luxury cabins, yurts, covered wagons, and more. Make Jellystone Park a part of your family's vacation in 2023 because it's not just a campground. It's a Jellystone Park. To learn more and to book your vacation today, visit JellystonePark.com. That's JellystonePark.com. And please, don't forget to tell Yogi Bear that Jeremy and Stephanie said hello. Hello, Shannon Minner, a.k.a. The Camping Librarian, and welcome to the RV Atlas. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Jeremy, for having me. I'm super excited to have you. When you suggested this topic, a haunted RV road trip, I was all in right away. I mean, but you suggested it like months ago, and I knew that it was you know going to take a little planning here to get this in in September because I don't plan that far ahead. Yeah. But you you made it happen. You followed up. You were like, let's do this podcast, and I am so into it. Uh, so excited to talk to you about this. Now, this is your first time on the RV Atlas podcast. So can you just introduce yourself to everyone and kind of give us your background as an RVer? Yes. So I started, I found your Facebook group back when I was researching campers. And so I'm what I call a mom camper. And so I tend to take off with my kids over the summer. And then um, I took a sabbatical year off of my teaching position and pulled my kids out of school. And we traveled um, for a length of time. COVID hit and that kind of derailed us. But now um, that we're back into jobs and school, we go out on the summers and we travel. So I would say we've had our camper since 2017. And so we're on our second one. We've got a grand design fifth wheel. And so we're enjoying having some extra space in that as the kids are growing because they're 15 and 13. Two boys. And they, and they are wonderful young gentlemen who I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting in person. So it was actually very nice that I got to meet you at Jellystone Park, and your sons helped me and Sean out with the video. So they were super, super great guys. Uh, now, you you go, though, on these, like, epic summer trips. Like, we're not talking, like, mom takes the boys on a week-long vacation. Like, you go on some pretty extended <laughs> RV trips. Yeah, so we do a lot of traveling. Um, this summer, we finally got up to Michigan and Wisconsin, and so I'll have one of those locations to share. But we were gone for a little over a month. So, you know, with that summer opportunity, we try and go um, as much as we can for as long as we can. And how's the Grand Design fifth wheel working? Awesome. I love it. <laughs> Especially That's having to tow it myself. It's got some nice features that our last camper didn't have. And so it's easy for me to set up. And the boys now are old enough to help. And so that's that's nice to roll in and have some of the conveniences. As my friend says, I'm glamping, not camping, but yeah, that's, that's up for a, debate. <laughs> that's great. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that the fifth wheel is working out. Yeah. Uh, you also have a really fun Instagram account called the camping. It's at the camping librarian. So give us a little background on that. Like I, I really enjoy following you there and everybody should follow you there. Oh, well, thank you. So that is a mix of book reviews and also my travel and places that I go to. I've been a librarian now for 20 years in the school system. And so I just love to read, obviously. And so I post a lot of book-related content and then also travel content, too. All right. Awesome. So I love this idea of like a haunted RV road trip. And you've, I think you've got six awesome haunted, kind of spooky haunted locations here. Yes. You're also going to give us campground recommendations, like places to stay near these haunted locations. 
when did you get into this or, or how did you get into this? Does this spring out of the reading and the librarian background? Do you love ghost stories? Like, where did this come from? Well, ever since I was little, I've loved to read and I have always loved the ghost stories and the scary stories. So a lot of people have experiences and then they're believers. In all honesty, I've always just been a believer. And then um, when I became an adult, I joined a local ghost hunting team. So I belong to a group here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And so we go out and investigate haunted locations. And then I go places with friends when I travel and we go together as friends. So this is one of my shirts from our trips, the Boo Squad. And then we also, when I travel, I try and stop and see and tour haunted locations, sometimes with the kids, sometimes without them. All right, so let's let's dive in here to the topic. Um, before getting into these different locations, which, by the way, are awesome locations, haunted or not haunted, you pick some right. really great places, uh, you have some general tips about going to these types of haunted destinations, taking these kinds of tours. Just just get us started with sort of some some broad things we need to think about before we might take a trip like this. Okay, so just know, I like to say know your audience. Like, who are you traveling with? Are you traveling with children? You know, are they going to get scared easily? A lot of these tours aren't a jump out and scare you, but they might be too young to, you know, really um, not be scared. Um, You know, are you traveling with anybody and they might have a mobility um, need? And so you need to be aware whether this is a walking tour, is it, um, there's a neat one in Savannah that's a hearse. And so you get to drive around the city to the haunted locations in a hearse. Um, I'll talk about one in the Keys that again is a trolley. Um, Also, like how long is the tour? And um, just no cancellation policies because a lot of these tours will go out rain or shine. And the good news is not only are they going out in spooky season, but they're also going out year round. So it doesn't have to just be October that you're taking any of the tours. And our timing's perfect here. Like we are in, I know. we are in spooky season here. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's, was that it for the major tips there? You want to dive into, start diving into some of these cool haunted locations? Yes, I would love to. Okay. All right. be- before we finish the podcast, I have to tell you my only like ghost story that kind of oh, like, please. that kind of like puts me in the camp of like possibly being a believer myself okay maybe skeptical but still like stephanie and i had a really weird experience so at the end of the podcast let's make sure we talk about that but let's dive into your locations so um i think we all know that new york is a very spooky very haunted state lots of history so so take us to lake george new york and tell us what our first haunted location is so our first haunted location is fort william henry and again that's in lake george um what's neat is this fort was built back in 1755 um a few years later word reached them that there was going to be an attack and it was coming and that's what happened about a month later and so with this attack many lives were lost One of the neat things, too, in the museum is they have an old table where they perform some of the surgeries on the wounded. And so that's neat to see as you're walking around the museum. Um, You know, there's a belief that spirits can attach themselves to artifacts. So a lot of these museums that you travel to could have paranormal activity because of the attachment to the items. Also, even the grounds with so much death in the area from the battles that that can bring up the hauntings, too. And they do reenactments here. Do you do a self-guided tour? Like what, you know, when you show up and pay your ticket price, what do you, what do you expect? Yeah. So again, a lot of these tours, this particular one that I did was during the daytime. 
What was really neat is they did reenactments. Um, they also had some activities for the kids. And so they put on some old jackets. They got to beat the drums and march inside the fort. And while they were doing that, I talked to one of the guides and employees and the conversation turned to paranormal and he just filled my ears with stories. Um, and so it's always good you know, if it doesn't detract from your tour to go ahead and talk to your guides or employees to find out if they've witnessed anything paranormal, um, you know, in some of the excavation of the fort, they found some bones. And so that's neat, too. So you can go into that area. Um, my husband was actually with us, too, and he had an experience. And I'll just say this. He's not a believer. <laughs> But I love what happened to him. Um, he was walking into one of the buildings by himself, and he had his brochure for the location in his back pocket. And suddenly he felt it come out of the back of his pants, and he turned around and it was lying on the floor. And it's so like, I was like, <laughs> it was like, it, it was like, they're like, oh, you don't believe, do you? Take this. Yes. So definitely, you know, don't mock when you go and taunt. Um, that's definitely something we don't want to do. But again, I love that that experience happened to him because he's not necessarily a believer, but he had that experience. So, and so even like, a good. even after that experience, he is still a, he's still a bit skeptical. Still a bit skeptical. Okay, and I want to say this now if, for, for our podcast listeners: maybe you believe in ghosts, maybe you don't. These are awesome places to visit, right? Oh, These yeah. are historically interesting places to visit. Okay, so now you want you have a tip you want to give us about visiting a place like this in terms of like photography or or documenting it. So what's yes. that the, the tip? So, here? Yeah, and I will add Fort William Henry back when I went does do a ghost tour at night. And again, kind of going off that comment, like keep an open mind. I love also going for the history. When I give tours in my town, I say when you know the history of the place, it's hard to believe it's not haunted. You know, so keep an open mind to what you're being presented. Um, but the first tip is just to take pictures while you're there. And again, you don't need a fancy camera, just your cell phone would work. And if you're a true ghost hunter, you take two pictures in a row because what you're trying to do is compare the two photos and see if there's anything in one that may not be in the other. Also, you do have to watch for orbs um, in some of these older locations, like dust is kicking up, you're kicking up dirt if they don't have the grass. And so sometimes with your flash on your cameras, that can come across as a possible orb, but it may not be. Now, you know, so when you go to these places, do a lot of them offer a daytime and a nighttime option? Like I'm thinking if somebody wants to go, but is actually kind of like scared. Like you said, you went during the day. For a lot of these things, is it like a night-only tour, or does it really vary? I think it varies. I think sometimes if you want more of the paranormal, then you look for a nighttime tour. Um, some places are a little bit closed off to admitting or saying that they have paranormal activity because they're afraid it may turn people off. Um, so, you know, again, this is something you have in your, most everybody has in their pocket already, their camera. And so you can be unobtrusive in a regular day daytime tour and snap a couple pictures and do your own little comparisons without like walking around saying I'm here to hunt ghosts. Um, so to me also, a paranormal activity can happen at any point, daytime, nighttime. So you, you said something so interesting there that like some of the places might be reluctant to just claim that they have paranormal activity. And my 
crazy mind immediately went to like insurance, like, 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 do you have like paranormal insurance policies? You know, like, I mean, like if you're, you're, it's almost like you're asking to be sued if you say, oh, there's paranormal activity here. Right. But anyway, that's a bunny trail. Yes. Um, <laughs> now, where do we want to camp? Um, if we're going to like George, what's your recommendation to so camp near this? Yeah. Yeah. My recommendation is Moose Hillock Camping Resort, which is just a nearby Fort Anne. I love that it was outside of town and I loved their themed pool. Talk about spooky, just and fun uh, with slides, skeleton themes. And then it turned out that when we were staying there, it just happened to be a Halloween fun themed weekend. And so we hit it at the perfect time. The campground had loads of activities that weekend, including including trick-or-treating and site decorating. And so that might be something to look forward to if you want to go in October. Or again, any time of year at um, Moose Hillock would be great. And there are so many Halloween-themed weekends at campgrounds now. Like at at private campgrounds, most of them are doing uh, at least one or many Halloween-themed weekends. So you could make it this comprehensive weekend this comprehensively like spooky weekend where you're doing the sightseeing day or night then coming back to the campground and having the halloween theme so that that sounds like a really fun way to spend a a full weekend to me for sure for sure all right now let's go a bit further south now look if there are ghosts (laughs) there are ghosts in philadelphia it just makes sense that philadelphia would be a haunted city with with so much history Um, So what locations do we want to visit in Philadelphia to get uh, a haunted paranormal experience? So for this one, I would highly recommend Eastern State Penitentiary. Um, So this was opened back in 1829. It was one of the most famous prisons and expensive ones in the world at the time. It was known for the beautiful architecture and then also how strict they were with their discipline. Basically, the penitentiary word comes from penance, and so they would not let the prisoners talk unless it was to a guard. Um, They stayed very, very secure in their cells and, you know, didn't have much communication with each other. Um, Also, they have a very famous, they had a very famous inmate that you might recognize his name, good old Al Capone. And so one of the really neat things is seeing a rendition of what his cell looked like when he was staying there because he he had it pretty good there. We'll put it that way. Oh, he got special treatment there. I would say so. When you see the replica of the cell, yeah. (laughs) And they do like special Halloween nights like they really go all, all out here. Oh, yes. Yes. So they do a Halloween nights. Um, It's an immersive experience. So they actually have five haunted houses just inside of the grounds, um, which is about 10 acres. And so that is a separate event um, that you can come back to. Again, that is more seasonal to be at this time of year. But from what I hear, the event, there's long lines to get in and the tickets sell well. And it's a really neat experience. Um, But during the daytime, you can take a self-guided audio tour. And some areas are more crowded than others, but there's an opportunity um, to just kind of freely pace yourself around the facility. Again, you can be using your equipment that you have on you to take pictures and do some exploring on your own, even in the daytime. My local camera shop does an annual trip here. Apparently, there's also a big place for for serious photographers because there's just it's like very visually fascinating, lots of weird shafts of light. And I have literally had, you know, these other photographers, I haven't gone on this trip, but I've had other photographers tell me like, 
this is a heavy place. Like this is a spooky place. And this is, and they're going, I believe they're going on a daytime photography trip. Right. Right. And they get that, that really spooky sense here for sure. Yes. Yep. You have another tip for us in terms of, um, you know, capturing sound this time. So you talked about, you know, capturing photos. What's your tip for capturing sound? Okay, so again, on most of our phones, you have something called the voice memo. And so opening up that app and then going in and pressing record, and we call them like short burst sessions. So you're going to record like five to 10 minutes. Um, You want to ask questions and then always give a pause. Um, giving hopefully the spirit a chance to respond to your questions. And so what you're doing is you're listening back to those recordings. Um, If you do catch anything after you're done speaking, that could be a potential what you call an EVP. And that stands for electronic voice phenomena. And so you're listening uh, to see if anybody responds back. Now, when you go on these tours, are you doing trying to capture a lot of photographs, capturing a lot of audio, or are you kind of more in the moment and just experiencing it? I'm trying to do a little bit of both. I just actually went to Andrew Jackson's Hermitage on Sunday night for a tour, and I mix it up between, again, taking photos, and then if we were standing around, I might just go ahead and open up that voice memo and do some recording in order to listen back. All right, so what is our campground of choice if we want to visit Philadelphia? and the Eastern State Penitentiary. So I would recommend the Philadelphia South Clarksboro KOA, which is actually in New Jersey, uh, but we found it very easy to get into Philadelphia from there and on, um, you know, the side of town where Eastern State is. Um, We love the swimming pool, love the fishing. Um, My youngest caught a lot of fish while he was there. So that's always, you know, a great campground when you can catch some fish. Agree. And we, we really liked it here too. Like it wasn't anything spectacular but it was totally solid and it's actually really close like you can get into philly really quickly so don't be scared off by the fact that it's in new jersey correct like this this is probably the closest camping option to philadelphia but it is in new jersey okay wow that's not that is such a good combo right i mean like george was awesome but such a good combo too there in philadelphia and this is so close to home for me um we have four more haunted locations And we're going to get some campground recommendations with each of those haunted locations. Uh, But before we dive back into the content with Shannon, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Camco. Camco is one of our favorite companies in the outdoor recreation industry. For more than 50 years, they have remained a trusted North Carolina-based manufacturer specializing in innovative products for the RV, marine, outdoor living, and outdoor recreation markets. You may know them best by their American-made Rhino sewer hoses, Taste Pure water filters, EvoFlex drinking water hoses, and TST toilet chemicals, but their lineup of products doesn't end there. Camco continues to deliver products that bridge the gap between you and your next great adventure. From portable grills and campfires to ease lift hitches and power grip electrical adapters, they seem to be doing it all. There's a saying that if you own an RV, you are sure to own a Camco product or two. And it's true. We still use Camco products that we bought 12 years ago when we started RVing. This year, we are stocking up our new RV with go-to Camco products like their collapsible laundry basket and their life is better at the campsite dishes and mugs. Head to CampcoOutdoors.com to check out all of the cool stuff that Camco makes and get 10% off your entire order with our discount code RVATLAS10. 
Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are here again with Shannon, aka The Camping Librarian, and we are talking about haunted locations across the eastern half of the country, the Midwest, the the Northeast, and down South, and great campgrounds where you can stay and park your RV and visit these haunted locations. Uh, And Shannon, this has been so much fun already. We've got four more. So take us down to Key West, Florida, and tell us what haunted locations we want to visit here. Okay, so they have many haunted locations with, again, a history of piracy, um, you know, spirits of one kind or the other. Um, I would highly recommend the Old Town Trolley Ghost and Gravestone Tour. What I really liked about this is you hopped on the trolley, it took you to the location, you got off and did some exploring. Um, so this was also one that lets you borrow. I have one of my tips is a K2 meter. And so for those of you watching, I'm going to hold one up. And so this typically uh, detects electricity. And so what we believe in the paranormal community is that spirits can use their energy to make this light up. And so what I loved on this tour is for a little extra money, um, some tours charge extra, some tours include it, um, but they let guests borrow a K2 meter. And so we got to explore the um, Shipwreck Museum. Um, We got to go to the East Martello Tower Museum. And we got to meet an interesting character. And Jeremy, his name is Robert the Doll. Tell me more. Tell me more. He sounds very spooky. Yes, Robert is very spooky, and I don't want to, sorry, Robert, if you're listening, because here's the thing with Robert. One of the other houses we drove by, I remember seeing it during the daytime, and it's this beautiful purple Victorian in downtown Key West. Love purple. The house stood out to me. Well, here we go on the tour that night, and that's one of our stops. Um, So this is where Gene Otto grew up, and when he was younger, his mother brought him this doll named Robert. And so strange things started happening at their house. And Robert or Jean would always blame Robert for them. His mom would sometimes report too that she would hear Jean talking to somebody and Jean would always say that it was Robert that he was talking to. And so anyway, with the history of this doll, um, he is housed in this East Martello Tower Museum. And he's behind glass. And when you actually meet him, there are some rules for meeting Robert. So are you ready for the rules? I'm not sure, but I think (laughs) I'm getting like a little bit nervous, but we have to say them. So what are the rules? Yeah. So uh, trust me, I follow them because I'll tell you why. So rule number one, you have to introduce yourself to Robert. Hi, Robert. My name is Shannon. It's nice to meet you. If you plan on taking pictures of Robert, you have to ask his permission. You're probably not going to get an answer, but at least you ask. Um, When you're done, you have to thank him. Uh, Thank you, Robert, for letting me take a picture. Um, One thing you do not want to do is mock or tease him. And so I kid you not, Jeremy, they have letters from all over of people that have come to the museum, thought Robert was a joke, made some, you know, comments or jokes at him and bad things have happened to them. And they write a letter back to Robert apologizing for their behavior. And so they have a hearse in there and they have many, many letters. <laughs> so and, I didn't mess around. <laughs> and hopefully he forgives them. So look, look, I, there's look, I got my own ghost story at the end. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I sort of bounce back and forth between whether I believe in this stuff or not, just to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let me say this. 
I wouldn't make fun of Robert. Now. I, I wouldn't. I just, I wouldn't. I guess that says something about me. Um, yes. I didn't want to risk it. I followed the rules, <laughs> especially again, you know, Google him, do a little bit of research on him and you're going to be surprised what you find. Um, so he is known to be extremely haunted. And again, he's protected by glass. He's in this display and they ask that you follow the rules. So I did. That was just me, though. <laughs> now, back to those K2 meters that you that you get in some of these places, you did have a tip that w- goes along with them in terms of getting the most use out of them. Like you don't want to have your cell phone on, right? Yes. Well, you can turn your cell phone off or put put it in airplane mode because your cell phone will set off the meter. Um, And so you want to try again to have as an authentic of an experience as hopefully possible. Um, Again, if you're getting it by any electrical poles, outlets, that will sometimes make the lights go off too. So you just have to be mindful of what you're by. Um, You can ask some questions and ask them to use their energy to make it light up. And hopefully you will see a response. All right. So you, I think you have a couple um, camping options here if we're going to do Key West as a haunted location. So what are, what are your top picks? Correct. So probably about the closest to the downtown Key West area to do this Ghost and Gravestones tour is the Blue Water Key Luxury RV Resort. Never been, but boy, do I want to go. Um, they say, discover how good life is under the tiki. And from what I understand, every site has one. Um, a lot of it backs up to water. So they encourage guests to not only bring their RVs and campers, but also bring any watercrafts that they have. And this place is expensive, I think, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and another option, which is about 45 minutes away, is Sunshine Key RV Resort. Um, I did see that it is in the Thousand Trails Network. But if you're not a member, you can still stay there. It's just going to be more expensive. Uh, but they do have about 400 sites. And the campground is surrounded by water on three sides. So a great option if you're heading down to the Keys for any fun. All right, let's move to what may be my favorite city in America. So I've been to New Orleans twice. It's been a while, but I have been to New Orleans twice. And my vote for most haunted city in America would be New Orleans. And I, like, I am far from an expert. I don't know what people <laughs> think in the paranormal community. You know, like we drove by like Anne Rice's house, you know, like it, the French Quarter is spooky in the daytime. Yes. So um, tell us what where we want to visit in New Orleans in terms of haunted locations. So, I mean, honestly, you have so many options because like you said, New Orleans has that reputation of being extremely haunted. It's got that rich history of voodoo. And so you have a wide variety of tours to choose from, whether that be a walking tour, um, a pub crawl. Um, They actually have a true crime and voodoo tour. Uh, But one thing that I thought was really unique was doing a cemetery tour. And I did this during the daytime. I did a tour of St. Louis Cemetery Number 1, and you do need a guide to get into this cemetery. You can't just go in on your own. Um, this is actually um, an interesting cemetery because there is a famous person buried there. And most of you may not recognize the name, but it is a voodoo priestess. Her name is Marie Laveau. And so she passed away back in 1881. She's actually the most visited tombstone in the whole entire city, if that tells you anything. And so um, when you go for the tour, people leave trinkets because they still believe that she can grant their wishes. 
Um, so again, lots of great history on the tour. Um, I loved even Savannah is extremely haunted to me and doing some of those daytime um, gr- uh, graveyard tours gives you so much history and information. I would imagine that in a city like New Orleans, uh, there are more believers in the paranormal as as well than and Savannah, but than many other cities, right? I, yes. there's a, I would imagine there's more of a paranormal community there, right? I would say so, for sure. Because again, you have so many tours to choose from when you go that they know, you know, that there are people there just specifically for that. And so what are some other things like in New Orleans that we could do? Because this is, it's not just one location here. Like you could do a whole haunted week you know, and and do something every day. So, so what else do we want to make sure we don't miss or what else do we want to check out? Yeah. So I would go, um, there are still voodoo shops. You can go to see some of the old historic homes. Um, I always like taking a tour on the front end of my visit. Um, I did a hop on hop off bus tour again during the daytime, uh, because it takes you around and kind of gives you the lay of the city. And so it's nice to go back and explore when I've kind of seen it and not had to drive around in it. Um, So if you do take one of those tours, they can point out haunted locations. Some are still personal residences, so you may not be able to go in. Um, But hopping on one of those tours and finding out some of the history and places to go back and see is always a good idea. Are you an Anne Rice fan? I'm just curious. I'll be honest, I don't think I've ever read any of her books. Ah. I I mean, it was was many years ago that we were in uh, New Orleans, but I do remember driving by her, what was her home at that time. Right. Um, yeah. So she, like, you know, she's a major part of the fabric of the, of the city as well. So. Correct. Right, anything else in New Orleans in terms of haunted locations, or do you want to give us some campground I'll give recommendations? You some, yeah, I'll do some campgrounds. So very close. Um, what I also liked about that St. Louis Cemetery tour, they have a large parking lot there. Um, and then the hop on hop off bus tour started from there. Also very close is the French Quarter RV Resort. Um, this is literally in the downtown. They do have a pool from what I've seen online. But if you're wanting to walk to some of the locations, that could be a good option. If you want to be outside of the city, we stayed at Bayou Sanyet State Park in West Wago and absolutely loved it. They had spacious sites, and once again, it was super easy to commute into the city. Um, at the time, one of the things I loved is that laundry was free. <laughs> and when you've been on the road for a while, that's that's a big deal. That, that um, is so unusual, too. Like, I mean, I, I knew that, right? That's in the Where Should We Camp Next book. But like, that that is just like a, a very unusual thing to offer for free. Very, very cool. Yes. Um, they do have beautiful cabins that were right on the bayou. So if you have anybody that's listening and doesn't have an RV or camper, then cabins there are an option, too. All right, cool. Let's go to Texas for our next uh, set of haunted destinations. Now, Texas is a big state. You want to take us to San Antonio, which is a beautiful city. Tell us what haunted locations we want to visit in San Antonio. 
So on this particular one, I did a girl's trip actually earlier this year and had been there early in my teaching career. Um, but again, an extremely haunted city because you have all of the missions. Um, and with the missions came different battles and skirmishes between the people that were living there and the native people. Um, so again, we did the Sisters Grimm ghost tour. Uh, one of the things I really liked about that tour is that she showed photos and evidence that other people who have taken the tour have captured. Um, and again, if you're wanting the experience of staying in a hotel, the Manger Hotel is extremely haunted. The Emily Morgan Hotel. Um, one of our last stops was, interestingly enough, a Holiday Inn. But that's what it is now. Um, back in the day, it was the old Baxter County Jail. And so they did have, um, you know, hangings there. And so imagine... <laughs> Does Holiday Inn like like let 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 that be known or like did you know that like is that part of the marketing of that Holiday Inn or did you just know that? I don't think they market that. Yeah, I was I was that's not that's not a very corporate. So, but that's just something you knew from your research. From going on the tour, I found that out. I found that was interesting. You know, just kind of joking that that was the Holiday Inn and Express, and that was our last um, location to go to. But again, visiting those missions um, like the Alamo. Um, Going out of downtown to some of the other missions can give you an idea and give you an opportunity, again, to use some of your equipment that you got on your cell phone already um, to experience the city. Uh, and you do have a campground recommended. Like you said, you do, this was like a girl's trip, I guess, where you flew in, but also great campground option there as well, right? Yes. So when we were going, um, that was right before we turned around due to COVID happening, uh, but we had the San Antonio KOA booked. Um, again, people say it's a great convenient location. If you've stayed at a KOA or are familiar with the brand, then you know that they're family friendly and they have activities and pools uh, or a pool. <laughs> and, um, you know, they just have lots of great things. Um, also, Traveler's World is a short distance, about three miles away from the Alamo. And so I've heard that the Traveler's World also is a highly recommended campground for that area. Shannon, this is so much fun. We've got one more haunted location with a recommended campground to go along with it. But before we dive into that and wrap up the show, we have a sponsored message from Where Should We Camp Next? Where Should We Camp Next? National Parks and Where Should We Camp Next? Camping 101. The best-selling and award-winning Where Should We Camp Next? series of books by Jeremy and Stephanie Puglisi has everything you need to plan your next great camping adventure. Where Should We Camp Next has our favorite campgrounds in all 50 states and tons of recommendations for great activities. Where Should We Camp Next National Parks recommends the best campgrounds both inside and outside of the parks, along with tips, tricks, and hacks for having amazing adventures. Where Should We Camp Next Camping 101 has everything you need to get started on your own camping adventures, with chapters on buying RVs, renting RVs, packing and planning epic trips, and so much more. All three Where Should We Camp Next books are available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and wherever books are sold. Grab copies today for all of the campers on your holiday shopping lists. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are here with Shannon Minner, a.k.a. The Camping Librarian, who has been taking us on a tour of haunted locations uh, really, this is so cool and so much fun, and uh, giving us campground recommendations, too. And we have one more, and this this one surprised me. Like, the other ones, I was like, yeah, okay, I can totally see that. Um, I've been to Traverse City, Michigan. 
I loved Traverse City, Michigan. I associate it with like craft beer and the great outdoors, not necessarily the paranormal. Tell me what we want to visit in terms of paranormal activity in Traverse City. Okay, so I love Traverse City also, and I loved how this location has been repurposed. So it's currently called the Village at Grand Traverse Commons, but it was formerly known as the Michigan, Northern Michigan Asylum. And so construction of this location began back in 1883, and they got their first patient a couple years later. Um, So, you know, unfortunately, back then, mental health wasn't treated like it is today. So some horrific things happened to some of these patients. Um, Some of them were abandoned by their families and left at the asylum. Um, Lobotomies, unfortunately, were performed. Um, I will say, though, when a specific doctor, his name was Dr. Munson, um, he came in and he came up with a new theory for patient care that was called beauty is therapy. And so what he believed is if patients were in this beautiful environment, um, their mental state would become better. And so today it is a mixed use area. Um, So what I think is kind of neat is not only is it personal residences, along with I heard one is an Airbnb, but there are shops, there are restaurants. um, They also have hiking and biking trails. So this is a fairly large complex and location. Um, And so what I did, um, I did a guided historic walking tour. And so again, this was during the daytime. What I loved about it was the fact that we got to go inside and outside of different buildings, um, some that have been renovated and one that was not renovated at all. And so that was extremely neat because she gave us our tour guide. Um, her dad used to work there. And so she had loads of stories and really honestly fond memories of her dad being an employee. And so that was neat to have a tour guide that had that experience. Um, But she let us kind of roam freely around this unfinished building for about 20 minutes. So again, I love the photography aspect of it too. And so I'm snapping pictures. I'm doing my two pictures, um, you know, just to see if I could capture anything. Um, The tour also ended with a walk through part of the steam tunnels down below. And so that was really, really neat because they unlock a door and you're going down the stairs and walking through this old steam tunnel um, to finish out the tour in the daytime. I'm ignorant here. What were these steamed tunnels used for? Well, that was part of their like ventilation system. It was pretty modern, this this ventilation and the steam tunnels at the time um, for the time period that this was built in. Um, So the steam tunnels date back to 1883, again, when the location was first built. Um, Now, during this daytime tour, you do have to watch the age limits because they do limit the age of the guest. And they also do an asylum twilight tour, mostly on the weekends. Um, It's 90 minutes and a guided tour. Um, And again, they weren't necessarily talking about the excuse me, the ghost, more about the history. But again, I can still be on the tour. I can be using some of my equipment and not disrupting, you know, the tour just to see if I can capture any evidence. Um, So again, even during the daytime, it's neat to go see some of these historic places. That sounds great. I never, never would have thought of Traverse City for something like that. So what is your campground recommendation for visiting Traverse City? So we recommend the Timber Ridge All Seasons Resort. Um, Love this place. I mean, to me, it ranks up there um, 
oh, Normandy Farms, it reminded me of, because they just had so many activities. They have a heated pool. They've got full hookups and shaded sites. And actually, what's neat too, Jeremy, they're open year-round. And so they don't close in the wintertime. So if you want to go, um, you can rent a yurt, you can rent um, the RV site, and you can do it and enjoy the campground in Traverse City and all the seasons. Unusual for somewhere in Michigan, like a private campground to be open year round. Now, yeah. uh, I love putting people on the spot. Now, if somebody's listening and going, oh my God, I, I really want to do one of these. I want to visit one of these haunted locations on an RV trip. Do you have a favorite out of those six or do you have one that you feel like it should be at the top of people's lists if they want to start this type of spooky sightseeing? So I would probably recommend Eastern State Penitentiary. Um, I do, you know, I've just been into the paranormal, like we said earlier, for so long. Um, Eastern State and Robert the Doll, you know, they have been on many, many shows. Um, so even doing a little bit of research before you head out on a tour and seeing or going to YouTube and seeing if you can find any shows that were already done on it um, can give you some information, too, about the location. Um, but I would, I would say Eastern state like i mean it's one of the most famous haunted locations in the country i would think right yes i would think so too yeah and beautiful yeah i have a couple more questions for you to wrap up the show but we can't forget for me to tell my story and it was a long time ago i'm not gonna tell it super well but when stephanie and i were on our honeymoon in ireland however many years ago that was (laughs) my gosh 25 years ago whatever it was uh, we stayed at a very spooky castle in County Sligo. Um, my grandfather, for our wedding gift, put us in some really cool places in Ireland and you know, like paid for our accommodations. It was never a place we could have paid for ourselves or afforded ourselves. But we stayed in this very old, very spooky castle. It was, it was spooky the second you walked in. Um, but I, the first night we stayed there, Stephanie and I both woke up in the middle of the night uh, to the sound of dozens and dozens of children laughing, screaming, and running up and down the stairs. Uh, and it, it, literally, it sounded like a, a, a class trip or, or like a school bus of kids had arrived. And in my mind, that's what I thought. Oh, there must have been some, some sightseeing group filled with kids that showed up late or something. Um, and so they didn't actually like freak us out at the moment. It just seemed like there were actually kids coming in late, showing up, running around, screaming, but it was incredibly, incredibly loud. And Stephanie and I both woke up for this and we were both looking at each other uh, and heard it and just sort of like rolled over and went back to bed. The next morning at breakfast, because it was this castle where, you know, everybody eats breakfast in the, in the restaurant. I, I asked multiple people, like, did you wake up last night? Did you hear those kids? And there were no kids around anywhere, by the way. And person after person looked at me like I was crazy. Like, what are you talking about? We didn't hear anything. And so finally, I got almost annoyed. And I went to the front desk. And I said, you know, last night we woke up in the middle of the night. There was all these kids running around screaming, laughing. I was like, did a school bus arrive? Did some tour group arrive in the middle of the night? And they said, no, there's no no group of kids here at all. We don't have those types of customers here, you know? And um, nobody could confirm this arrival of dozens and dozens of kids laughing in the middle of the night in an old spooky castle in Ireland. So uh, because of that, I think Stephanie and I are not 
overly cynical about all of this. Right. Um, two more questions for you. Yeah. Um, what what's on your bucket list for haunted locations? Because it seems like you know, obviously, you're really interested in this. I, I'm imagining that you've got some places you really want to go and check out in terms of uh, haunted locations. Oh, definitely. I would love to head out west. Um, Arizona would top my list in Tombstone. Uh, you've got haunted, you know, graveyards. You've got old theaters. You've got the Crystal Palace Saloon there. Um, would love also to get out to California and explore the Queen Mary. Uh, Queen Mary is notoriously haunted. And so I think that would be great to move out west finally. Where is that? I don't, I'm not familiar. So that is in California. I'm trying to think what city. Oh, I wonder it, if it's. I want to say San Francisco. It could be, or I'm thinking Sacramento for some oh, okay, reason, but okay. I'm not 100% sure. But um, the Queen Mary is an old ship that's docked there now and is now a hotel. And so Ooh. you can go rent a room. And that's what we do sometimes. Um, you know, I love to, I'm surprised like your castle in, in Ireland didn't have a log book. You know, sometimes haunted places, people record their experiences and leave the notebook behind. I, sh- I should have checked. You know, I'm also thinking as the San Francisco just came up of the great Alfred Hitchcock movie Vertigo, which if you have not seen, you need to see. It's not your normal ghost story. Okay. But certainly one of my favorite movies of all time that has to do with a haunting of a very different type. Um, so also, that last question for you. I, you inspire me with these big trips you do with your boys every summer. Uh, are you pl- are you planning something for next summer? Do you have somewhere you're going on your big month-long trip, or are you not there yet? Not there quite yet. We're hitting up Belize for Christmas, so we're doing something a little bit different. <laughs> and then we're just kind of entering a different phase with my oldest. He'll be 16 by then, and probably with the license and car keys. And so we may take it a little bit slower and shorter, and then also maybe look at some of the colleges that he's interested in. Uh, we need to take some road trips for that, so we'll, we'll hook up the fifth wheel and and take off to some campuses that sounds great shannon thank you so much that was such a fun episode i would love for you to come back on the show at some point so hopefully we can do that does that sound good yes thank you i appreciate it yeah and then everyone can follow you it's at the camping librarian for both you know camping content rving content and also great book recommendations yes (laughs) all right thank you so much we'll see you at the campground thank you Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the RV Atlas. To find out more about the topics discussed on this show, head on over to the RVAtlas.com. And to join the friendliest group of RVers, head on over to the RV Atlas group on Facebook and make sure to join us on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at the RV Atlas. If you enjoy our show, please consider leaving us a review over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And we will see you at the campground. See you at the campground.